Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, the CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. You are joining us live. We are coming at you right after a 5-0 victory from the United States Women's National Team against New Zealand. I am Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague, co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. We're hyped to talk about everything regarding the United States Women's National Team and a victory with goals, finally. Lisa, how are you doing today? Uh, we got a win, Sandra. We got a live game that we get to cover live on YouTube, which I love. We haven't done this in a while. Gone live on YouTube with a recap yeah. of a match. Um, and, and it's like gearing up, right, for the yeah. NWSL season to come for everything. But I, I like this. I liked yeah. what we saw from the team, from the U.S. team today. Yeah. We're, we're going to dive into it. But how are yeah, you today? I'm, I'm hyped. You know, it, it has been a little while. Since yeah. we've done this, you know, like U.S. Women's National Team specific, we're talking maybe like Olympics, right? We're going like yeah. doing live recaps then. So for people who are unfamiliar with it, sometimes we, uh, you know, we go live after uh, a United States Women's National Team game and sort of give you our, our quick takes, our quick reactions. So if this is your first time joining us. Welcome. A quick reminder, you can follow us on Twitter for all breaking news at Attacking Third. If you're joining us live right now on YouTube, welcome. Please hit subscribe so that you never miss any of our content, any of our exclusive interviews or whenever, of course, we go live. And, uh, you know, don't be shy. Drop us some comments in the chat. Let us know uh, what you're feeling, what you're thinking. Uh, we love to hear from you. You know, uh, people are full of opinions and I know you got some, so, so drop them. Uh, but I'm excited to do something like this again with you, Lisa. Like you said, it's, it feels like it's been uh, been a long time. And we've got this game that just happened against New Zealand. But there was also a previous game uh, for She Believes Cup uh, that the United States women's uh, national team kicked things off right against the. Uh, against Czech Republic. So we'll be talking a little bit about that, right? And sort of how mm -hmm. that played into this game, maybe a little bit against uh, against New Zealand. But it's official. The seventh edition of the She Believes Cup is here. It's in motion. It is happening. There has been a draw. There has now been a win on the side of the United States women's national team. They're going to be they played a couple games in California. They're going to be heading over to Texas now to close things out. Let's talk a little bit about maybe how things got kicked off, right, for this uh, this seventh edition of the tournament. Uh, probably the biggest thing maybe coming out of that first game, a scoreless draw, right? So you're mm -hmm. looking for the storylines here. But maybe the big one, Becky Sauerbrunn coming out of that game, right? 200 craps. Huge, huge for Becky. Uh, you love to see that. Really one of the veterans, the only veterans alongside maybe Kelly O'Hara, um, 
on this roster right now for the United States women's national team. Otherwise it's just a bunch of youngins, a bunch of kids out there. So for Becky to hit 200 caps, you know, that means a lot for her, a lot for all of the players that have played with her. Um, she is only the 12th United States women's national team player to reach 200 caps and to do so as a defender um, is a pretty big deal because when, if you solidify yourself as a center back, nonetheless, that, which Becky Sauerbronn has done, and you can consistently play and stay in that role, you can be there for uh, the longevity of your career if you are consistent enough. Not a lot of players are, but Becky Sauerbronn is, and she gets her 200th cap. I mean, huge for her. The celebrations, the smiles, even she was like pumped to do that. I think Kelly O'Hara handed her the 200 jersey uh, that she got to wear and have, which is a huge honor, especially coming from a player like Kelly O'Hara, who's around 150 caps. So she's right behind there and been there for a lot of Becky Sauerbronn's tenure and center back position. But that was just one of the big news stories surrounding uh, last Thursday's opening game of this She Believes Cups for the United States. Yeah, the narrative around this tournament, right, that sort of followed this, uh, the roster, right, entering this this tournament was the fact that, like you alluded to, that there are a lot of, uh, maybe like, a, I would say like a combo of like, yes, young prospective players, but also like what I've kind of been dubbing them as like next gen players, yeah. right, like this extended pool of players that that we've been seeing. We got to see, uh, you know, a, a first cap, uh, Trinity Rodman ended up seeing some time on the pitch during that opening match against Czech Republic. They had a little bit of difficulty, right? The sort of facing some of this this bliss block that the, the the Czech sort of presented to them and, and maybe the thinking behind getting someone like Rodman involved in the mix would be someone to just sort of be a little rough and tumble and sort of go right at uh, this kind of organized uh, organization that they were presenting them. But congrats to, to Rodman earning the first cap on, on Thursday. It, it echoed similarly. It followed her into this this next match, which we're going to get into. But not just, you know, history for United States women's national team. There was, uh, you know, some things to be celebrated on uh, New Zealand's side of things uh, as well as they kicked off their introduction to the She Believes Cup. There was New Zealand um, has a player, Rebecca Stott, who earned her third cap actually today against the United States since she beat cancer. So this is just a, a tremendous feat for her as a player, as a as a human being, right, to beat cancer and then come back and play. I know that um, during the United States game today against New Zealand, a lot of the U.S. players were going over to Rebecca, giving her high fives, giving her hugs, because it's something unfathomable fathomable that she has been able able to do and come back to play at the highest level of soccer for her country competing um, a huge huge accomplishment it's always fun to kind of highlight these superstar players for whether it's 200 caps a first cap or honestly a career milestone comeback um, in, in your personal life that really translates onto the pitch in in Rebecca Stott. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about how things got kicked off, right? We'll get more into New Zealand as we start getting into this, this second match, even maybe a little bit more about Rebecca Staub. But for that that initial match to sort of kick things off for She Believes Cup, again, following all these storylines that have sort of gone, gone into the this version of the She Believes Cup, we got to see uh, a starting net, right, from, from Casey Murphy. I think in one of our previews we mentioned that we would have liked to have seen somebody like Casey Murphy, uh, you know, getting get the start in one of these three games. So that was like, I'm sure that was the thing that yes. you and I both checked right off of our box. Uh, you mentioned Kelly O'Hara getting the start, right, in light of Sauerbrunn uh, getting 200 caps. But we also saw uh, Morgan Gatra, Rose Lavelle, Mal Pugh, Turner Davidson, uh, Andy Sullivan, Katarina Macario, Sophia Smith, Emily Fox, Alana Cook getting starts in that Thursday match. Again, 
scoreless draw, 0-0 draw for both sides here. And I think an additional, you know, kind of storyline that was sort of following this team, not even just out of the base off the roster, but kind of maybe chasing them, right, from the Olympics, really, like through those international windows that kind of closed out uh, the 2021 calendar was the, you know, the attack and, and the goal scoring and like, what is it, where is it or what is it going to look like or the creativity and how, you know, how is that going to be developed and how can we, you know, see this manifest itself all right um and that to sort of have the the kickoff of this game uh and then have it kind of end in a zero zero draw there were probably uh, you know a number of folks out there disappointed and uh, still feeling like there's there's not a lot of answers coming out uh for this team in in terms of the attack right in terms of the offense coming out of uh czech republic but i think it, sort of looking at all those things or taking them into perspective knowing that out of this whole starting 11 you know, at least I think we could look at him and say, well, you know, there's about one player who's actually kind of been in form right now, with the exception of Katarina Macario, who's been yeah. playing for weeks now, right, with a uh, European side, uh, Olympic Lyonnais. Uh, everyone else is sort of involved in preseason, is coming off of uh, their, their off seasons, right? So there was definitely maybe... I don't know about disjointedness, but there was a little bit of rust, right? That we were sort of looking at this team to maybe try to, to kick off a little bit. Yes. And when you look at the starting 11 that the U.S. put out versus Czech Republic and, and compare that to the overall roster, it was a, a more of a veteran group, I'm going to say, or a group that's used to playing with each other. Um, when you look at players like Tierna Davidson, Rose Lavelle, Andy Sullivan, Kat Macario, um, even Emily Fox, we can throw her into that mix because she's seen a lot of time. And then also Kelly O'Hara. There are a lot of players that have played together with the national team, um, but also they are in the middle of preseason and they it's different to kind of translate into the She Believes Cup and going against a team in Czech Republic that specifically in that match, Czech Republic did a fantastic job of playing really good defense and, and being a block and looking at their opponent and saying, what do we need to do to stop this team from scoring goals? Frankly, like they did that, right? Like, I mean, zero, zero scoreline. Score it sounds very obvious for me to say. However, when you look at what the United States can traditionally do against a block when they have their veterans, um, it, even if I think if we saw a starting lineup that I, I know these players weren't on the roster, but even an Alex Morgan and Kristen Press say what you want about them. They know how to break down a block together as a front line. And that's something that was really lacking in Thursday, which I think is such a great test of this roster that Black Wendonofsky has put together. The players that were out there couldn't necessarily break down the block, uh, the low block that the Czech Republic was playing against them as a unit. So uh, as a, a low block, when you you have that as a forward, you need to be able to dribble between the lines, dribble at defenders and pull open that block. As a center midfielder, you need to make those overlapping runs. You almost have to play out of position in the front line to do that. And when players don't know each other as well as, as these players really don't in this sense, it's harder to do that. It's harder to read one another, find out where the ball is going to go, um, almost play those mind games with your opponents to, to drive one way and flick the ball out the other way to break down that block. And that wasn't happening with the United States. They, they, they couldn't do that. No, it was it was tough. I think right there was I was watching. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this definitely has like some preseasony vibes, you know, to it. I think if you can mm -hmm. imagine a preseason type of feel to an international uh, level match like that, but that that's what it was for me, sort of uh, watching it a, a little bit. But I think w in in light of what you're saying, I think that's also why. 
looking at strong individual performances maybe throughout the match or, or were something that were silver yes. linings that sort of stood out for me. So, you know, being able to see this kind of these sort of early uh, blooms, right, these sort of early buds of, of chemistry uh, between somebody like a Rose Lavelle and a Katarina Macario, right. Kind of trying to get involved in the attack, trying to play off of one another in an effort to maybe, you know, possibly, uh, you know, stretch things out in terms of that, uh, that, that block that they were seeing, but we, they just, the finishing wasn't there. That's what came no. out of this first match, right. The, they ended up uh, out shooting, right. I think it was like 18 to eight, mm -hmm. you know, with I think eight shots on target against the, uh, against the Czech Republic. But, you know, even with the on target attempts, just nothing able to find uh, the back of the net. It almost comes down to shot selection at that point, because yes, these players can get open and they can shoot with just two inches of space and, and, make it go on frame, but is it the best shot that they could have taken? Can they find uh, another pass to connect with the forwards up top to get in behind just a little bit closer, a better angle on goal? So I think it comes down to the the shot selection and shot opportunities because in a game, if you have 20 shots, okay, that's great, but you didn't score any. So were they really that great of shots? So that's, and that's at the point where we are, these are the best players in the nation and hopefully in the world, that's their goal to play on the world cup, to be a world cup winning team. Um, and a lot of credit to Czech Republic because they did their homework. They, they are a very good defensive team. I think in, in this past few months, Czech Republic tied the Netherlands who is ranked number five in the world two times. It's throughout like the world cup qualifying series that Czech Republic and the Netherlands have played against each other. So Czech Republic is a very good team defensively, even in the standings in the She Believe Cup right now. They're just third place right now. I mean, third out of fourth, but Czech Republic is a good team. And I don't think it takes away necessarily from what the U.S. could do. It honestly just exposes a lot of what needed to change, which Frankly, we did see a lot of change transitioning into Sunday's game. Yeah, I think they absolutely, uh, I think there were a lot of unknowns about Czech Republic, I think coming into She Believes Cup, I think for like mm -hmm. the casual fan, right? Uh, but I think maybe what a lot of people learned about them uh, is that even if, if you're someone of the opinion of like, oh, that's a lower rank, a lower rank team and that equates to them not being good, at the very least, we saw that they are a frustrating team, right? Yes. To, sort of, to, to sort of play. So that's a thing that sort of came out of that. And this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In terms of Sunday, from Thursday to Sunday, I mean, you wonder what's going to, like, what are the lessons, right, that comes out of this? I think that we hear that so often around this United States women's national team that they try to make sure that they get back to the drawing board 
you know, figure out the X's and O's, whatever they maybe come off of a game that perhaps frustrates them, you know, or, or gives them opportunity to, to, to sort of grow on and learn things. And in terms of making adjustments or player rotation, we knew that that was going to be a likely possibility. Again, Vlako Edinovsky has mentioned that, that kind of like not minutes restriction, but they're going to be observing minutes. They're going to yeah. be wanting to observe as many players as possible. So seeing rotation, I think, on Sunday was expected. So in terms of uh, the way the team rolled out against New Zealand, they had uh, they reintroduced Alyssa Nair in net. So welcome back mm-hmm. to the fold first game since the, you know, suffering that injury in the Tokyo Olympics during the semifinal against Canada. Becky Sarron was uh, anchoring the back line. Sofia Huerta, Sofia Smith, Ashley Sanchez, Alana Cook, Andy Sullivan, Emily Fox, Katerina Macario, Christy Mewis, and Margaret Purse rounding out the starting 11. About six maybe adjustments, right, from the, from that previous uh, starting 11 into this starting 11 for for Sunday's match against the football ferns. I, I loved it. I loved that Sophia Smith was actually going to get another star mm-hmm. building off of Thursday match. I really enjoyed uh, seeing what she was uh, cooking up there uh, alongside someone like Katarina Macario. Again, playing like she is quite literally the most informed player at the moment. So it was good to see her in the mix as well. And uh, I was really excited to see Margaret Purse back in back yeah. in, that, in that front line. Uh, in terms of this starting 11 that rolled out for Sunday versus Thursday, was there anything that stood out for you more? Or, or maybe there was someone that you wanted to see get a start over someone else or, or see more from someone else uh, to sort of kick things off against New Zealand? On Thursday, we saw, uh, I mean so many Stanford players get the start, but one that I was really excited about was the center back pairing of Tierna Davidson and Alana Cook, two players that played together at Stanford as a center back duo. Uh, They play on different club teams in the NWSL. So to have them be on the same national team, get the start at center back. I, I I liked that combination. I think it's a fine line for Vlako Andonofsky to kind of walk on because you don't want players to fall back into their tendencies from college days because it's a different game. You're playing against different opponents. You're with different teammates, but if you already have that great relationship in building there, you can really, really grow with that. So I like that um, Alana Cook got the start alongside uh, Becky Sauerbron, though, because Alana Cook is a player that can really grow into that center back role and leaning on a a veteran like Becky Sauerbron is great. Um, I I know you mentioned Margaret Purse. I have to double down on that one. Love to see Margaret Purse in the front line. I'm going to ask you about her for sure. But I really liked having um, Ashley Sanchez and Christy Muez in that attacking midfield role because they're very similar style players and Christy Mewis is usually the, the creative one that can take all the risks and do all of the crazy outlandish things in the middle of the field, because she has another player to really lean on, to be that defensive block to really hold, to balance her out. And I think with this role of Sanchez and Mewis in the, the attacking midfield position together, they needed to work together a lot more, or at least a lot more consciously than subconsciously. If Christy Mewis was playing alongside say Lindsay Horan or even her sister, Sam Mewis, um, and that player combination is one that could be really, really lethal. I think it it took a little bit for them to get going. They, there was definitely mistakes uh, among them, but the player combination there was really, really good. Seeing Andy Sullivan slotted in behind them was fantastic as well. She's a really great player. And Emily Fox, the consistency starts for her have been really, really good. She's a player that just gets up and down the flanks and whips crosses in. Um, for you, Sandra, looking at Margaret Purse in the front line, I mean, 
she played fantastic throughout this this game against New Zealand. What specifically were you hoping to see from her? And did you see it? Did it translate on the pitch? Yeah, absolutely. I think something that I've been keeping an eye on, not just with Margaret Purse sort of being reintroduced to this next era of the United States women's national team as, as a forward, I'm looking for her chemistry with other players around her as well. And there's, again, like I'm talking about earlier in that first match, sort of seeing the beginning, like those those small buds, you know, starting to bloom between Rose Lavelle, no pun in, flower pun intended there, but between Rose Lavelle and, and Katarina Macario, I'm looking at, at Margaret Purse and who she's developing along the side with her fullback partner and watching her get the start with somebody like a Sofia Huerta brings me joy every time I see it. So didn't get to see a star in some of the uh, prior camps where these younger players were called in. Right. But we saw uh, a connection happening already between Huerta and, and purse mm. uh, back in uh, prior games with, with Huerta coming off of the bench, right. And connecting with somebody like purse right away and seeing that be able to sort of develop from the first whistle throughout the duration of their time together on this game during New Zealand, I thought was also very promising. So I'm not just looking at a player like purse and noticing her, you know, her technical ability on the ball and her, her movement off of the ball that provides different uh, lanes for the attack in front. And we got to see some adjustments from her on, you know, the right side versus the left side, which was also very important in terms of this player being able to be utilized and being lethal as an option, no matter where you're, placing her but sort of seeing a particular relationship between you know your you know your attacking forward and your your fullback you know and where the I I enjoyed it every yes. way I mean and this match got started out kind of wild and it started out with with some of this chemistry that we started seeing budding and yes there's a big everyone's like talking about like oh my god three own goals right but forcing own goals scenarios in this match I think people will go back on highlights and yeah. see that like yes were they own goals sure of course that's how they're credited but were these opportunities forced 100 percent uh for me sofia Huerta absolutely integral in terms yes. of her positioning Huge. in this game woman of the match for me by far uh she i felt like she was uh really everywhere even though her her uh even though her job was just to be you know kind of on the flank I, so two points i really want to make after mm -hmm. that you just said that so with margaret purse floating from left side to right side i think mm -hmm. the theme that black Landonofsky is telling his players right now is freedom because we've seen so Sophia Huerta, Emily Fox on the outside flank, springing forward, driving into the middle. They have the freedom to move. And our attacking midfielders that we saw, Ashley Sanchez, she had a fantastic game. She was all over the pitch. She wasn't cornered or, or really centered into the field saying that she had to stay there, stay within Christy Mewis, stay within Andy Andy Sullivan and yeah. stay in that little triangle. She had the freedom to go wide, to spring forward through the front line. And then the forwards up top really overlapping and interlacing to have the freedom as a player to float and go where you want to go allows their creativity to be exposed a lot more and to, and to tap into that and be able to try different things. And I really, really loved seeing that. I think in the first game against Czech Republic, we got a taste of it. It was almost like, are you sure we're allowed to do this? Are, yeah. are you sure this isn't just training anymore? Um, and then heading into the game against New Zealand, Black Wendonofsky was saying like, 
yeah, no, try these things, go crazy. Let's see what you can do. Um, so the freedom that he is giving these players to roam and, and go about is fantastic. Sophia Huerta getting the start on the outside back. Um, when you look at the parallels between Thursday's match against Czech Republic and Sunday's match against New Zealand and the outside back position, Kelly O'Hara getting the start against Czech Republic, Sophia Huerta getting the start against New Zealand, Sophia Huerta hands down yeah. was the better player in that position. I mean, purely looking at on the pitch, I mean, yes, Kelly O'Hara has a lot of great qualities, but Sophia Huerta added so much to the game against New Zealand that I don't think Kelly O'Hara could have done if she was in that position. Getting up the flanks, being a, a great person to service balls into the box, dangerous balls that forced goals to happen for the United States, just on silver platters to her teammates. It's it's her vision. It's her ability to get around defenders, her nonstop movement off the ball to be open for her center backs, be open for Andy Sullivan to be that outlet pass. And then also defending entirely. I mean, a great job on the defensive side of the ball. A lot of times we praise these outside backs so much for what they do with the ball, sending crosses in Emily Fox as well as one of them, but it's also their defensive abilities. And I think Sophia Huerta, woman of the match. I mean, she has to be. She has yeah. to be. No, I agree with you. Uh, I think uh, this is a player that we sort of seen, you know, go from being, you know, uh, similar maybe story arc right here when we're looking at somebody like a, a Margaret Purse and, and, mm -hmm. and it's similar. It rings similar to uh, Sofia Huerta, you know, really primarily an attacking player and her first crack, you know, and sort of breaking through to this national team, um, you know, was told that it had to be kind of at the outside back position and, and not really being able to to get some time there and uh, kind of fluctuating between teams at one point and then obviously uh, starting to play more at the fullback position with with O.L. Mm -hmm. Reign in, in light of uh, Laura Harvey, right? Um, and we're starting to maybe see that pay a little bit of dividends uh, with this with this national team, right? But in terms of like, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think anything what you're saying is, is unfair to, to, to state or uh, point out or observe between the two games yeah. right, that we saw with, with this particular position, right? Um, but I think it's also important for us to bring up the fact that like what we were seeing from the opposition was maybe a little bit of two different games. I mean, yes. yeah, well, we finally saw a game where uh, this team broke through, right? We say, hey, here are the goals. We saw the goals happen. Finally. We're looking for them. They're like, finally, they're they're here. But uh, it's a little, for me, it's a little bit of a mixed bag, right? Is it is Are there answers to those questions still? I don't really know. And I don't really think so, it, especially not with just one game. Uh, so it's a little bit of a mixed bag for me. It, it was it still, we still learned, I think a lot of things, but I don't know if we have a lot of answers still uh, because when we're looking at the game, on Thursday with Czech Republic to New Zealand. I mean, part of why these goals were happening was because a team like New Zealand, unlike the Czech Republic, were giving the space. There were just opportunities for this, uh, you know, attacking group to kind of expose those areas, which was completely different from what we were seeing against, uh, you know, the Czech Republic. They were uh, frustratingly organized, right? Yes. Um, and so that's how we ended up sort of seeing and then playing out the uh, the zero zero draw. And then with something like a 5-0 scoreline, where we're noticing that three of those goals in the first half are coming off of, you know, forced own goals. Um it's a little bit different, right? When you're thinking about what the uh, tactics they, the United States women's national team was presented with on Sunday versus Thursday. I, I think at one point when that third kind of forced own goal kind of came in at just before halftime, right? Maybe just after the, the half hour mark, there was like this, this 
whipped ball in from from purse that obviously gets deflected into goal and this <laughs> this sort of like smirk that was like on the face of like Sophia Smith who was trying to make this alternative yeah. run right just in case this ball came her way but like this smirk on her face it was like unbelievable which I think us as viewers in the audience were kind of thinking the same thing we're like no way <laughs> we were like no way did this just happened like we all thought probably two things we thought no way that just happened again and number two was like are you like is this defender okay like that's a tough tough day at the office uh shout out to Michaela Moore that is not an easy day uh you know to have on the highlight reel at all Uh, my heart just hurts for her oh my god we ended up seeing her get you know out, you know because of that and and I think my reaction to it I was just like honestly same like I would have been like I'm done like I'm done. Just pull me from the first one. You I know, mean, it's, uh, it's tough it's to al- be out there. It's almost such like a hard call to make yeah. in that position because after the first one, okay, like you feel pretty crappy, but you get yourself back up and you keep going. I mean, and then for it to happen again in such a short span of time, it's almost like you need to stay on the page, just redeem yourself a little bit and say, I remember I do know how to play this sport because you can get so self-conscious about that and and just oh it's so painful that was so painful to watch blessings to her it will get better you will yeah, be okay no, for sure. it's, you it's will be game, okay more right? you're you a very good player the, you gotta have the the quick uh the what is yeah. it they say they always have the short the short the short memory yeah from, uh, from like a game like that there's still, there's still a game in, in hand for all of these teams right still playing in uh in she believes cup uh in, in terms of the second half uh they just added to the goal score this time we actually got to see uh you know some some finishing happen we got to see some actual credited goals to the united states women's national team uh, again more adjustments in, in halftime we mm-hmm. saw uh, lynn williams and ashley hatch come into play uh ashley hatch scoring just five or six minutes after being subbed in again bomb beautiful service from uh sofia huerta to sort of just like put it on a dime and have uh hatch sort of headed away and then late into stoppage time mallory Pugh, who was also an attacking substitution in the second half uh just adding to the score lines uh, and making it an official full high five for the united states women's national team with a goal in the 93rd minute right third minute yeah, of the 93rd. Time there so so they ended up closing out this game with the uh, goals that could actually be credited right yeah. <laughs> to themselves right hatch assisted assisted by by huerta you know and then having uh you know pew get, get in there with a with a, a final uh, goal there so yeah. uh, obviously two different results two different games really? you know, quite frankly in terms of uh, what the team was presented with so I'm a little bit curious as to what we're going to see next with I Iceland from actually hatch uh, a lot I mean subbing into the game that's I mean her her history and her record with the United States women's national team that's kind of what she does I think uh, the U.S. tweeted out something like November 27th she scores 24 seconds after kickoff November 30th she scores hatch scores three minutes and 16 seconds after kickoff and then uh, today in the she believes cup against New Zealand Ashley hatch scoring five and a half, five minutes and 12 seconds after entering the match so she She's quick. She knows what she wants. And even coming in off the bench, she can make that big impact. Um, It's really fun to watch. I think Mallory Pugh had a good second half as well. I mean, I think my biggest takeaways from these two matches were the forwards and their ability to do very different things from each other that all work together to be uh, the end result. I think Sophia Smith had a fantastic game against Czech Republic. Although she didn't get on the score sheet, she found what was working, getting the ball at her feet, dribbling with speed. Um, uh, we know that Margaret Purse is very, very lethal with the ball. She, she 
involved in the first three goals, frankly, in the first half of this match against New Zealand and, and technically should have get given the one, but it was an own goal. Yeah. Um, but she, she made those happen. And, and despite the own goals, like stat sheet is really hard to look at for this game against New Zealand because the casual fans going to look at it and see five, nothing and say, Oh great. The U S is on their, on their stuff. Like they're always yeah. on. Back um, at it. <laughs> and then when you look at it more detailed, you're like, Oh wait, three own goals in the first half. Yeah. Um, but but it, it, when you watch the game, you realize that they were really products of the United States putting high pressure on, getting good looks, sending very dangerous crosses into the box, making runs that made visibility very difficult for defenders to get their bodies in the right position and to clear the balls out. So it was almost like the domino effect of the United States that ultimately pushed them into the second half and allowed breakthrough goals. I'm going to call them from Ashley Hatch and Mallory Pugh to, to really close this one out, right? And finally get a U.S. <laughs> in 2022 a U.S. player on the score sheet for notching <laughs> goals away. Gosh, the way to hear you put it like that, I'm like, oh, man, that, that's right. These are the yes. first games of, of 2022. So now they could say that, like, check that box off for the year, the short-term goal. It was for dangerous. It took the first game and then the first half of this second yeah. match in order to actually get a United States player Hardly with the goal. Speaking, right? Although I'm going to make an argument. I'm going to make a case for that that early second goal, uh, you know, because you had Huertas whip this ball in, and it does go off. I know. Her, but it also goes off Moore's arm. So I'm like, are you really going to count that if it's going off of an arm? But, hey, uh, we'll see no if they VAR. take a Yeah, no VAR. Yeah. You believe cup matches. That's we'll what they call it. We'll see if it gets changed or reviewed in the future. But for now, I, I, I honestly think it's a good thing for Purse because I feel like that'll motivate her to just do more of those dangerous things, getting heads on the ball, getting shots in, dribbling at defenders, crossing the ball. And right. I mean, Purse is that type of player. She really? doesn't get it the first time. She's just going to work harder to get it the next time. So magic to come later this well, week. maybe. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't know if like we're going to again, I, I, we're going to have to take a look at that when we maybe do our full recap of She Believes Cup. So one more game. Uh, coming up against Iceland. It sounds like this one's going to be for all the marbles, right? So I, there's still something up for grabs, right? We got Iceland with a win, and we got United States with a win and a draw. So we'll we'll see what happens on the final day of match day for She Believes Cup. That's all we got for everybody today. We want to thank you all, as always, for, for joining us. As of the rankings right now, Czech Republic and Iceland are currently playing at this moment. We've got uh, United States uh, leading the group right now. With four points, Iceland with three, Czech Republic with one point, and New Zealand at the bottom of this round robin style tournament with zero points. Uh, we'll see how everything shakes out on the final match day. Everyone be safe. You can follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third for more. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your podcast shows. Uh, you can leave us a five star review now on Spotify. And if you have any questions for us, you can leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts with your questions, and Lisa and I will answer it during a mailbag segment. Uh, you can also subscribe to us as videos. So go ahead and hit subscribe on YouTube and youtube.com slash attacking third. And uh, we will be back with more. We're actually be back tomorrow with our Chicago Red Stars team preview. We have full previews for all 12 clubs in NWSL ahead of their, uh, during their preseason. So check them out with us for Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman. This was attacking third. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. 
Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and RJ White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found. 